G'day all, how are you? What's up, this is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree and today is Tuesday the 18th of May and there's a bit of hair on my microphone. Oh, it's like really stuck in there. Well, now it's gone. How are you guys? I hope you're well. I am talking softly, quietly because I'm in my house and it's late. It's 10.30 at night. I... um. I feel like I haven't had any time to myself for the last few days and uh, I just have been like, that's it. It's not that I've been doing heaps of stuff. I just, I'm late because I've had work today and yesterday and um, you know what, let's list all the things that I've done. This, This is a problem that I have is I just don't give myself moments to myself. I see free time and I fill it up with stuff rather than just giving giving myself like time to relax and just like, you know. All right, so from last Tuesday, last Tuesday I was at that gig. I was about to do that gig. Um, the gig went great, by the way. The gig that I was about to do when I did the podcast last Tuesday, I was on the way there. It was very funny because um, Kappa and Brett, the other two comics, the ones that I was meeting to do the show with, um, I got there at 7.30. The show was supposed to start at 8. And um, they, uh, yeah, they just had not gotten there. Like one of their, their like Brett's clutch plate on his motorbike was broken and they were riding to the show. And I got there at 7.30 and met the promoter who I'd never met before. And he was like, how long can you do? And I was like, like 40 minutes? I don't know. And... Um, he was like, all right, because the guys aren't here yet and they're riding right now, but I just haven't heard from them, which is good because if I'd heard from them, then that would mean that they're not coming to the show. And if I haven't heard from them, that just means they're probably on their bikes. So you just need to go on. He was like, the show needs – the guy was freaking out. Lovely dude and a great show. The dude promoted a great show. But in that moment, he was so stressed and um, he was like, we got to start at 8. So I just need you to go on and just do as long as you can. And if they're still not here, sorry. Big yawn. He goes, if they're still not here by the time you have done as much as you can, then we'll just go to break. And I did 25 minutes and then they got there and I was like, they walked in and I was like, yeah, they're here. And um, I was like, thank God, because I had nothing. (laughs) I was like, that's all I've got. Um, so I did my closing bit for another five minutes and, uh, and then got off and then we went to break and the gig was great. That was a big result. Um, yeah. So I feel like last week I was doing my podcast and I was like, you know, I'd had a very relaxing day. I was feeling really good, but I also just, the podcast was like squeezed in in a little moment of time there. And then I went and did the gig and, um, the gig was great. We went back to this guy's house. Um, I don't want to say his name because he's not a comedian, so I don't want to say too many people's names. But um, the promoter for that gig, he had a bottle of wine that his like ex had given him. Or no, that's right. He dated a Spanish girl for like five years and then went to her family's place in Spain 
and uh, this girl's dad was like, here's a bottle of wine, open it when you guys get engaged. And then they never got engaged and now he just has this bottle of wine. So we got back to his and um, he was just like really pushing, like we got to drink this bottle of wine. I need you guys to drink it with me. I was like, look, I don't drink. I'm sorry. I would love to drink it with you, but I don't drink. And the other two guys are like, they've been drinking. They got off their bikes and they'd just been pounding drinks from the moment they got into the bar to like after the show, well later than the show. And then we're back at this dude's house and like, he's like, we need to drink this bottle of wine. (laughs) I just need to get this memory of my ex out of my house, you know. No tea this week, just water. It's late. I'm a good boy. Um, yeah, and so like, it was interesting, man. Like not drinking is uh, when I said I don't drink, it was like nothing but support. But if someone does drink but they're just finished drinking, that's what, that's why I don't drink, man, because like – I don't drink so that no one was like, come on, man, don't be a pussy. Everyone was just like, yeah, man, great. Like Brett was very sweet. He was just like, hey, man, if you don't want to drink, you don't drink. And it was just, it was very sweet, you know. And then uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone was just like, oh, I'm not drinking anymore. And the energy was not supportive at all. It was like, you fucking pussy. You got to drink this with me. We got to stay up and drink it. And it's like, thank God I don't drink. So I've like just checked out of that, that fucking pact, you know, it's like, if you drink, you have to really drink. You're not allowed to just drink a little bit. That's the problem that I have with drinking is when I'm, if I drink, I feel pressure always to drink more. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So we did that that night. Then on when I reckon I can recount the whole week. On Wednesday morning, we got up, we went for breakfast. I did a bit of writing. I left at around midday. We didn't have a gig on Wednesday, so um, I was just hanging out by myself. I wasn't happy with how late I left. I would have liked to have more of the day. Um, I left in the car at like midday or just past midday. Oh, oh, holy dooly. And uh, just took it real slow again, went through some towns, had like a nice lunch and did some driving, whatever. And um, Wednesday was a bit of a write-off. I didn't feel like I was that productive, but I also didn't feel like I just kind of let myself have a nothing day. Um, Wednesday night, because we didn't have a gig, um, the guys and I and and, uh, one other dude they were riding with, Stopped in this town and um, we got dinner. I got from a pub, I got like lamb, like crumbed lamb, like crumbed lamb fucking chops or some shit. I can't remember. It was crumbed lamb, lamb with crumbs, right? And um, ate it. It was all right. It wasn't that great, to be honest. It was fine though. And then we go back to where we're staying at. It's four of us staying in one room, all separate beds, right? All separate beds, yeah. Um, and uh, laughing, lots of jokes and whatever. And then we all go to sleep. And uh, we've all been lying there, like kind of drifting off to sleep for like 20 minutes. I'm feeling sick. i got a bit of a turning stomach. I'm like trying to block it out. I'm trying to put my T-shirt over my eyes so I can't see any light. I'm trying to put my headphones in. And I'm like, you know what? I reckon I'm just going to be able to do it. 
and get to sleep, but it was getting worse and worse. And finally I was like, I can't do it. I walked all the way to the toilet and I know like I'm waking the other guys up. So I feel bad, but I get to the toilet and I'm like, I can't shit. I turn around and I vomit like so hard, just like four times before even flushing the toilet, just like, and then a breath four times. And then I brushed my teeth and went back to bed. It was so hectic. I had like a full, when's the last time you had like a full on vomit? And um, something I've been doing lately is leaving Google reviews on places that I go just every now and then because I think it's fun to leave silly Google reviews and then maybe people will read them and maybe they'll see my comedy. (laughs) Maybe they'll find this podcast. I changed my name on my Google account to Aiden Jones Comedian on YouTube (laughs) so that if anyone reads my Google reviews and they're like, that's pretty funny, they'll be like, oh, I'll look him up on YouTube. (laughs) What a pathetic attempt at marketing. (laughs) But I genuinely did that. Always hustle, bro. (laughs) It's so lame that I did that. But hey, if you want to read some funny Google reviews, check out Aiden Jones Comedian on YouTube. Here's one that I wrote today. And uh, this will segue nicely into what happened to me on Thursday. Or maybe that was on Wednesday. I can't remember. This is a true thing that happened. I'll tell the story and then I'll read the Google review. Um, It was at a place called the Black Stump. Um, Now, I didn't know this, but this is kind of cool. I was driving around. It might have been on Thursday. Um, This uh, thing called the Black Stump was just like a big burnt stump, like a tree stump. And, um, anywhere west of the black stump during like the colonial times, um, European settlers would use that stump as a marker that anywhere west of there was kind of like the badlands, like was, you know, anywhere east of the stump in this part of New South Wales was like, um, I guess white people country probably is what they really meant. Safe. It was like, uh, they had towns there and it was safe and anywhere west of the stump the black stump was like the badlands um yeah and now that i think about that that's just like the stump is up to up to like that's how far west they had driven the indigenous people out that's quite sad isn't it anyway um, it's quite a big landmark and I stopped there, not because it was there, but just because I saw a toilet on the side of the road. There was like a little rest area and um, I stopped at the rest area for a bit. I just needed to stretch my legs, walked around, found a tree, climbed up the tree, looked out. It was beautiful, beautiful. I said this last week, that part of New South Wales inland, it's called like New England, um, just beautiful, man. And like all the brown and yellow, like the autumn leaves and stuff. And um, it's really cold at night and in the mornings. It's just, but like cold, but there's sun. So the sun like really warms your bones up. I love, it's so nice. So I stop at this rest area and, uh, you know, I go pee, climb this tree, walking around. Nothing's really going on. I'm about to get back in the car. A police car pulls up. Um, first of all, I'm up this tree and another car, just like a random car pulls into the rest area. And I'm scared because the higher car that I had has like keyless entry. So it's just like this little like sensor thing 
that is kind of like a key, but it doesn't have an actual key. And when it's near the car, you can open the doors. You press a button on the door to like open the door. I don't know if you've used keyless entry before, if I'm patronizing you, but and the way to start the car is you just press the, I think I said about that last week, you just press the button and it starts the car and I'm up the tree. The key's in my pocket, but I'm still kind of scared like, you know, if I'm close to the car, if someone else just pulls up, can they just climb in the car and start it and then just drive off? <laughs> what a way to, I was being pretty blase, you know, with, I was like, I'm in the country. No one's going to steal my shit. I'm fine. And I think I'd even left my phone in the car. So I was like, if they, if I'm close enough that this key works and if they just drive the car off and the key doesn't stop the car when it's far away, I don't know how they work. My phone's in there. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm just out next to this black stump with no car, just a key in my pocket and the car's gone. Anyway, so I just, obviously that's probably not going to happen. And it's, I don't think that's how the keys would work. I think it would get far enough away and then it would stop working. But I got kind of spooked. So I got down from the tree and it was just some old guy, whatever. He wasn't going to steal my car, but I was down out of the tree now. And I'm about to get back in and keep driving, but I sit on this rock for a little, like, I'm just like, there's a nice rock. Let me sit on that. And uh, a police car drives up. It's like a paddy wagon. And I'm looking in the other direction because that's where I was. That's where my nice little view was. But the paddy wagon's there. Obviously, I'm going to try and scope out what's going on. I'm a detective. Um, I uh, can kind of hear like a high pitched voice, like maybe a woman. And they're unlocking the back of the paddy wagon, and then they get out their prisoner. It's not a woman. It's a kid. It's like a twelve year old kid that they've got in the back of this paddy wagon. There's two cops. One of them is very big and he's going to this kid, don't fucking run. Don't fucking run. You're going to be out in like a week. All right, just don't fucking run. And they've handcuffed this. He must have been like 12. He was tiny. And um, they like handcuffed him and then like took him in to the toilet. Like I guess he was like going to pee. And then they waited till he paid. <sighs> They just took him back out and put him in the back of the car again. And they looked over at me, saw me looking. One of them was like, you're right, man. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm all right. And then they drove off. And that's the end of the story. I don't know what had happened. I don't know. I mean, is it possible for a 12-year-old kid to deserve to be in the back of a police car? It's a real bummer. Um, Couldn't see what color the kid's skin was. I feel like it was a little bit dark, but not. Like, I don't know. My first thought was like, oh, this is an indigenous kid and that makes it even worse because how sad in our fucking country that, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, here's my review of the black stump on Google. A police van pulled into this rest stop as I sat quietly enjoying the land. I heard a high voice that sounded like a woman's as the police opened the back of their paddy wagon. I turned to side-eye them out of curiosity and caught a glimpse of their prisoner, a young boy, maybe 12 years old, being led in handcuffs towards the toilet. Don't fucking run. You'll be out in a week. Don't fucking run, warned one of the cops as he led the child into the empty building. When they came back out, the cop nodded to me and I nodded back and then left the black stump rest area and kept driving. It was too cold to stay any longer. One star. So that's my review of the Black Star, Black Stump rest area. Um, 
I gave it one star because I feel like more people read one stars. I don't know if that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> I think it's funny to leave a review of the Black Stump West rest area, especially because I don't think, like I would never leave a one star review for like a restaurant or whatever because it's like, I don't want to be a dick that someone's still trying to make a thing good. But if it's like a that or like a park or something that it's not like a business then fuck yeah, it's like silly to leave a one-star review, you know. Um, I had this idea today. How cool would it be to do like a scavenger hunt with Google reviews, like um, like geocaching? So like I don't know exactly how it would work, but like you leave a Google review, like a one-star review for like somewhere. It would be like in the inner north of Melbourne. Leave like a one-star review for some place and it's me and it's like a bit of a story and then at the end of that bit is like the clue for the next place. And then like the clue for the next one and the next one. And there's like, you know, like six or seven places and it like tells a story. Wouldn't that be fun? And you're like, people probably wouldn't go to the place. They'd probably just follow the links on the thing, but whatever. Um, Or maybe it would be, oh, maybe I could do it like on Google Street View. So like you got to like go on Google Street View and see. But then maybe the Google Street Views are like always changing. I don't know. I wonder if you could find them on Google Street View. I just, I feel like that'd be a cool thing. And then to put like the first one on um, like the first review of a place, like the first clue on like Brunswick Good Karma Network and just like see if people would do it. That'd be fun, right? That'd be fun. Anyway, and then at the end, I'd put like a link to my comedy. <laughs> Hey guys, if you like this geocache, I do have a podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was Wednesday, Thursday. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to have like a mic and speaker and stuff for the gig. Kappa was supposed to organize it. He didn't. Me and Brett went to the motel and they had the stuff there. Crazy. The gig was good. Friday, I, um, Friday was great. Friday I drove. This was the start of me being stressed though. Friday, I um, I drove from Tenterfield to Sydney. It took about seven hours. And then I flew, I returned the hire car. And then I um, got the train to the airport. And then I flew from Sydney to Melbourne. And then I got an Uber from Melbourne Airport to Carlton. Got the hire car, came back to my house, picked up my girlfriend. And we went out to the Dandenong Rangers for a, a friend's wedding. Um, and I just, I drove all night. I was very tired. Like I drove all day, caught the flight, drove at night, very tired. Wedding was Thursday. The wedding was amazing. The wedding was amazing. Oh, you know what the picture's going to be this week? It's going to be me taking a picture. Someone, the, the legendary Tim Clark got a picture of me taking a picture. Finally nabbed. And, um, where is it? Where is it, Tim? Tim, Timothy Clark. Is it there? Surely he's not taking it. Yes, there we go. Yes. Um, at the wedding, me all dressed up in my suit with a coffee in my hand, holding my camera, finally nabbed. I'll do that for the picture this week. Um, the wedding was lovely. Congratulations to my friends who got married. You guys rule. Um, some like, 
um, one fun thing that happened at the wedding was there was like a few 16 year old kids, I guess they were family. And, um, we just found out that one of my mates is a maniac. We were like these 16 year old kids. I guess they'd been peeing out there around the side of the venue where the wedding was this beautiful idyllic castle. And, um, yeah, they came around the front to where we were standing smoking. It was pretty late. And, uh, they were doing up their like flies. Like I guess they'd been pissing, but one of the guys who I was standing with was just like, Oh, you boys doing up your flies. Hey, Oh, I don't know about that. Like, you know, making a joke, like as if they've been, as if they're gay around the side of the castle. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Maybe they were. <laughs> Would If everything that happened next, like everything that happens next, maybe they actually just were. <laughs> That'd be funny. I'll tell you what happened next. So what happened next is one of the kids, they both were like, oh, fuck you. One of them went inside and the other one was really like aggressively going like, yeah, you're so fucking cool smoking out front of a wedding. You guys are sick. Just like real immature, you know, but quite aggressive stuff. And um, we all just were kind of laughing like, how funny is this? These kids are just like maniacs, um, but they're kids, so they're allowed to be. And then they go inside and um, one of the guys I was standing with is like genuine, like straight away was just like, man, fuck those kids, eh? Like I'm just fucking, I'd fuck, I fucking fight it. Like <laughs> he was just like ready to fight these kids. <laughs> and then like someone came out, like an older, per- like a person our age, the brother of the groom came out from where those kids were and they were like, hey, those kids just came out and they said you were calling them, he actually said the word. He was like the F word. And, um, oh, look, I'm going to say the word to tell the story. He comes out and he goes, those kids just came out and said you were calling them faggots. Um, and, um, it's so funny to me because the way I heard it initially was like the kids were accusing us of using that awful word against them. But I realized later that, it's not that they were saying that, hey, they used this word against us. No, they were just saying those guys outside were calling us gay and that's bad, so that's why we're angry at them. And the way that they chose to express that was to use that word. <laughs> like they're so not a part of the woke inner city left culture that that's just how they expressed it and that's the thing they had a problem. They were calling us gay. <laughs> it's just funny to remember that those people are out there and that I really am in a, a, an, an arts bubble in Melbourne. And I'm sorry for using that word. It's not a good word. You shouldn't use it. Um, so, uh, yeah, and that, this guy that I'm standing with is just like... He said something about like putting a lighter in between his fingers and punching them in the head. Like, it's like, they're 16, man. You're like 30. (laughs) Jesus Christ. There's some real aggression there. And um, yeah, wouldn't that be a different story if like, maybe they weren't peeing down the side of the castle. Maybe they actually were experimenting with their sexualities. (laughs) And my mate just called it. 
And wouldn't that be a completely different? I don't think that's what was happening because we found out later that they were underage and they'd been drinking and that was fine. But then they started being rude to the staff and it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So I don't think that there were two young boys experimenting with their sexuality around the side of a castle. I think they were peeing. I think they were drunk and they. we heard a bang when they came around. So I think they'd like broken something or I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of heartwarming. That was totally would have been me when I was 16. I, I wouldn't have been the one yelling and going, oh, I wouldn't have been that one because I wasn't that kind of aggressive. I would have waited until no one was looking and then like smashed a thing because I had a lot of anger, but I am still at my core a coward. Um, so that was Saturday, Sunday, got in a car crash. Yep. How about that? I had in my head... Um, Brett and Kappa, when they were riding their bikes, both of them saying that both of their dads, so funny, but <laughs> both of their dads had said um, the the moment when you're going to have a crash is like in the 10 minutes before you get home because that when you that's when you relax. And it was so funny hearing their different, like when Kappa said that, he was like thinking of it as like good advice from his dad. And when Brett said that, he was like, yeah, so when I, I remembered my dad saying that, and I was like, fuck you, dad. And it was just like, wee, 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 wee. And it's like really illustrative of the two relationships you have with your fathers, isn't it? That one of you was like, that's good advice. And the other one was like, fuck you. Um, but anyway, I had that in my head because I got back after all that driving about 50 meters from my girlfriend's house. And uh, there's a thin street. It's two ways, but there's only room for one car. And one of the, the car at the other end of the street was like not giving way to me. So I'm like, okay, I have to reverse. And I'm in the fucking hire car and I go to reverse. And I didn't look behind me because I was frazzled and angry and tired. And I was 50 meters from my girlfriend's house. And I reversed into the front of a fucking van. And it was fine. They, she was cool. And I did a bit of damage, but the thing is insured. The excess is 2000 so I might have just cost myself $2,000 and it really frazzled me. That sucked. Everything was fine. Like, it's very minimal damage to both vehicles. Um, but I still do have to pay the excess. So that was Sunday. And then uh, Monday, I worked. And I was going to have a day off today, but they needed another person. They asked me and they'd done me favors. So I decided to, yep. So uh, last night I did a gig. I did a bit of radio at um, Monash Uni for this student radio show about memes. It was great. I had a lovely time talking to Gabby Mountjoy on the radio there. I'll hopefully post that when it comes out. It was sick. It was a really good conversation. Um, got a bit of food, went and did my gig, came home, slept, and then today worked, had a big three-hour each-way drive on this move, and it was great. I had a great time chatting with the guy that I was working with, but I just feel like I haven't really had, like I'm home now. On Thursday, I had a good bit of time to myself, and I did some work that I've been meaning to do, and it felt very productive. And it's just so frustrating that the last moment that I had to get any work done was Thursday and it's now Tuesday night. It's been almost a week and um, I'm really not good at allotting myself, like I was saying, like giving myself that time to just be with myself. I always see free time and I just fill it up with stuff. So I think something that I want to try and work on 
is um, giving myself a bit of time to just be by myself and like not like saying no. Like I said no. A friend asked me to catch up this week and I want to see her, but I said no. I'm too busy. And I think it's just like when I have work at my job, I obviously can't do stuff. But I need to, I would like to, and I'm, I'm going to try to, not need, remember, shooting and musting, still doing that therapy stuff. Don't forget that. Don't lose sight of what we've done and the improvements that we've made. I'm not going to put the pressure on myself by saying I need, but I would like to start to see the work that I do on my business on, on comedy and in everything around that and the ways that I make money with that, I would like to prioritize that work on the same level as I do my job where I have to go there. Meaning when I have a day free, I'm not just going to fill it up with, you know, seeing a person because I don't have to be anywhere. Because the whole point is, yeah, I don't have to be anywhere. It's my business, but I still need to do the work to make the money. And I've got a bunch of work that I need to do right now that I haven't done. And I keep putting it off because it's easier. To, it's, it's really easy to fill that time up and catch up with someone. I would like to get better at saying no to stuff. My plan currently is I still want to have a social life, but I can't keep sacrificing my work for my social life. And it doesn't even feel that productive like socially to just see people one at a time. So I want to have more like barbecues and a nice little mini, you know, afternoons or whatever at my house. Invite people over, see people socially in that setting. It's very nourishing. It feels good to give, you know, feed people and have them at my house and just hang out. It's nice. So I want to do a bit more of that. And that could take the place of, you know, having like a the coffee like when I have a coffee with someone it's good but it takes all day because having a coffee takes like an hour and a half to catch up with someone for like a brief you know but then I've done that and now I'm like well now I'm hungry so I've got to go have lunch or go home and cook something and then I'm tired and I just don't get any work done it just it it, it chews up my whole day to do that and um it can be good sometimes to have a one-on-one coffee with someone, but it shouldn't be the only way that I socialize with people because it's too time-consuming. And uh, I guess as cynical as it is, I would like to be more efficient in the ways that I socialize and maintain friendships. And it's just, just nice to have a bunch of people over at my house. I don't know why I feel like I need to justify this to anyone. I don't. But that's my plan. That's what I'd like to work on. Giving myself more time to get the things done that I need and want to get done and not stressing myself out by filling up my schedule with stuff so that I get to a Tuesday night and I haven't done my podcast and I'm frustrated that I don't give myself any time anyway. I think that's it for this week. Thank you guys heaps for listening, man. Hugely appreciated. And um, I want to say like review the podcast on Apple because that helps me. Because everyone says that. I don't actually know if it does help me. But you know what? If you're listening on iTunes, review the podcast. Give it five stars and uh, tell everyone that I've got a big dick. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.